Um, okay, so we've got that verse from James, um, but I've also been thinking about the verse from Galatians, which actually lists the fruit of the Spirit, because this is the series that we've been doing over the, this last month, isn't it? The fruit of the Spirit, says Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so self-control is my title this morning. Self-control is a word that you won't find in that verse in James at all, although it's this, this beautiful um, description of and an exhortation to actually be self-controlled. Um, but so, so I've been thinking about Paul and Galatians, and I've been thinking about James and his epistle, and I've been thinking about how on earth, in the 14 and a half minutes that I've got left before Lynn starts <laughs> wriggling um, and trying to work out how to be self-controlled and yet also keep us on track as church, how can I communicate something that would be um, a blessing and, well, a blessing to you not just this morning, but for this whole week? That, that needs to sustain your souls. Not that you need just me and my word to sustain your souls, because you've got Bibles and you've got the Holy Spirit living in you, but nevertheless, I've got to do what I can. So, um, the, the first question that, that I'll throw out um, is, what fruit do you think self-control would be? Sam asked this about joy, and me and Jenny shouted out, pineapples! Because um, obviously a pineapple is like an explosion of, of sweetness, kind of like that. Well, I, I don't know, that's, that's how I think of it. Um, spiky and yet so sweet and a little bit sour, but um, self-control. Leo, you had your hand up, go on. Apples. Interesting, interesting. I think of apples being like goodness, you know, apple a day keeps the doctor away. But, um, but actually, as I was thinking about it in the context of Galatians, I think I've always thought kind of that, you know, you're like going through the, the fruit aisle with your trolley, picking out, you know, a bit of love, a bit of joy, a bit of peace, and okay, I guess we need some self-control as well. But as I, as I was preparing, I, I was struck that, I don't know about all the ones in the middle, but I think it's no accident that love is first and self-control is last. Because the whole of Galatians is about how we're not under the law needing to be controlled by rules and regulations, but we're under grace because now, because of the gospel, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we've got God's Holy Spirit living inside of us. And so we don't need to be under the law anymore. We don't need to be just trying to follow rules, but we're free to live, to live not controlled, not by others from a distance, but controlled by ourselves, because we're able to control ourselves, because the Holy Spirit is, is inside of us, working with us, helping us to put to death greed and lust and all those things that mean that we need laws to stop people's anger getting out of control and we can be free. And so, in terms of fruit, that means that self-control is the cherry on top of the cake. You can only really be liberated to, to be trusted, to be self-controlled once there's that foundation of love. And love is patient, love is kind, love is all of those other fruit in the list. And then when the Holy Spirit has put those fruit in or grown those fruit inside of you, then self-control is that, that cherry on, on top of the icing, on the cake. So, sorry, Leo, it's not, it's not an apple. Well, maybe, maybe if it's a very big cake, you could have a, a whole apple. But, but I, think, I think that self-control has to be a cherry. Um, so, but how do you get a cherry? Well, maybe if you're going through the supermarket oil, uh, aisle, you can um, just pick out a punnet of cherries, and they might be very nice. But... 
really, what's the best way to get a fruit tree? It's to have, have grown a fruit tree in your garden. And what's the best time to plant, plant a fruit tree? Well, uh, 20 years ago. But if not then, then today. Today is the day. Uh, yesterday, actually, with my parents who are here at the back, you can say hello to them after the service, we went to National Trust Garden and there was this beautiful Tibetan cherry tree that, that has a, a strange shiny red bark, kind of like wrapping paper. Um, and beautiful, beautiful stuff. But how did it get there? Well, someone planted it years ago and they've been watering it and the sun's been shining on it and the rain's been raining on it and and it's been growing and growing and growing so how do we get self-control in our lives well it would be nice just to be able to ask someone else if we could borrow theirs in the moment that we need it but actually the way that we get self-control can only be through the seed of the spirit that implanted word of god that james talks about taking root in our hearts and being allowed to grow which means we need to uproot all the other thorns and weeds that tend to grow in our hearts of selfishness and, and greed and lust. I, I meant, you know, whatever other desires crowd out the, the love of Christ and the self-control of the Holy Spirit. And that takes time. And, I mean, Jesus told that, that parable, using a different metaphor, of virgins waiting for a wedding with oil in their lamps and they got tired because the bridegroom didn't come on time. Now, in our culture, it's generally switched and we wait for the bride to come. And she, well, I, my bride was on time. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've sat in uh, weddings waiting, waiting, waiting. And, you, you know, the bride is coming, we think. Oh, and finally she gets there. Well, Jesus told that parable, didn't he, of people waiting for the wedding. And it was getting late, it was getting dark, but... They had oil in their lamps and they were waiting and they were still waiting and then they all dropped off to sleep. But then suddenly a cry went out. The bridegroom is coming. The moment is here. And they all woke up and they tried to light their lamps again. But half of them found that they had run out of oil. They hadn't brought enough. And it's like that with self-control. We can't borrow the self-control of other people when we need it. We need that oil of the Holy Spirit, that fruit of the Holy Spirit to have grown in our own hearts and lives. And the way that happens is by the seed of the gospel having taken root in our hearts, in our lives, and then producing the fruit of self-control when we need it. Um, but nevertheless, if you're discouraged in that moment when you need self-control and you don't quite have it, don't be too discouraged. Be encouraged at least to think that at least this isn't the very day of judgment. This isn't the last chance to, to produce that fruit that you need. Use that opportunity to repent and ask God for his help. And most foundationally, believe the gospel that Jesus Christ died for your sin. And by believing in him, that you can have his Holy Spirit dwelling in you. Because the fruit of the Spirit aren't just a, a different list of rules. Be more loving. Be more joyful. Why can't you be more peaceful? No, no, no. The fruit of the Spirit are actual things that the Holy Spirit works in our lives when we confess to God, God, I'm sorry, I'm not able to follow your laws. I'm not able to do all the things that I know that I should. In myself, I'm... I'm I'm a sinner. I'm wicked. I'm in need of mercy. I'm in need of grace. And... 
Okay, maybe I haven't accidentally shot anyone that's died, but I have been angry without justification, and I have let my anger get out of control, and, and we've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of God's glory. And this is why we don't just cry out for God's justice, but we need His mercy. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, I love the fact that we live in a city that has a river called Mercy running through it. And that is the prayer that we need to pray again for this city, even as victims cry out for justice. And we do need justice as well, but mercy, mercy is what we need even more than justice. So, what fruit is self-control? It's a cherry. How do you grow cherries? Well, you plant a little cherry stone and you let it grow or... Um, switching tree metaphors. How do you grow an oak tree? You plant an acorn and apparently oaks grow for 300 years, live for 300 years and take 300 years before they die, my father tells me. Um, and, and the Bible talks about oaks of righteousness, strong, tall trees, but they started off as tiny little acorns. And well, we now have a whole load of acorns in our backyard that have been picked up from across this National Trust property yesterday. Uh, and I'm sure... Possibly. Not quite sure. In a year we might find a little oak tree growing up. Um, and my hope even is these words of God's scripture might take root in your hearts and produce something. So, cherries and cherry trees. Um, I've still got a few minutes before the end, so, so we've got time for a silly little rhyme to remind you when you're trying to be self-controlled, don't be selfish, be a shellfish. <laughs> and and the, the, the image I want to leave you with is, is an oyster that, you know, when it gets a little bit of grit inside of, a, inside of it, it doesn't lash out like some angry octopus and just flood the sea with ink and, and cause a whole load of mess and, um, you know, come at you like some sea monster. But no, it just lets that little, little bit of grit... Um, sit inside of itself and it surrounds itself. It surrounds that bit of grit with um, something. I'm not really an oyster expert, but, but over time. Um, there we go, calcium carbonate. She's been reading the book about chemicals and some foot, no. Um, and, and it turns that little bit of grit from outside, that little bit of dirt into a beautiful pearl. A pearl of great price. Jesus says, is worth selling everything you have to take hold of. Um, and so, being self-controlled doesn't mean actually primarily that you're controlled by yourself to get whatever yourself wants. That selfishness, self-centeredness, to be self-controlled doesn't either mean just to be selfless. You know, the, the Buddhist idea maybe is, is that the whole, all the pain and suffering in the world, the dukkha is the Tibetan word, I think, um, is, is caused by selfishness and, and just really any sort of desire. And so to achieve nirvana, just bliss, you need to detach yourself from yourself from this idea of self and realize that you are 
nothing and, and then you can be detached from suffering. But that's not the Christian idea at all. So why am I wasting precious minutes explaining it to you? No, the Christian idea is that your self, your soul is made in the image of a relational God. And, and he does not want to control you like a puppet on a string just by giving you a whole load of list of rules and regulations that you can never question, nor even by putting his spirit inside of you and taking control of you completely. But he wants to partner with you. And he loved you. That love of God isn't a bad thing that you just need to detach yourself from as if all desire leads to to evil suffering. But God's love for us, yes, it caused God to suffer so that we could be delivered from our sufferings and set free into relationship with God. So, So that our selves can be transformed. Our souls can be Saved. And, and that salvation isn't just pie in the sky when we die, but it's cake on the plate while we wait with a little cherry on top that we can then share. So, when someone says something, maybe you're heckled from the crowd for going over your 20 minutes or, or whatever it... Wait, was it 20 or 15? Oh, no. Um, started at 5 past, so 20 past. Whatever it is, what should we do? Well... The Bible's full of of little promises and little exhortations that we can store up in our hearts, not as rules, but as fuel for our fire, switching metaphors again, as as food for the, the seed that is growing within us. And so James says, be slow, well, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. Because, you know, you've probably heard it before, God's given you two ears and just one mouth, so listen twice as much as you talk. Um... Don't get angry because human anger does not produce God's righteousness. But welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. So, hopefully my word this morning has contained some of that. That gospel word and that biblical word. Which which has power only because of the eternal word. Jesus, the word of God, who gave himself for us, who didn't desire to cling on to his glory in heaven, but made himself nothing, taking on human nature and taking up the cross to die for us. So that is the word that will produce a pearl of great price in you. But when you've got that living in you, then even all the other things that that people say that might be frustrating, might be annoying, they too can produce beautiful things in your lives. Amen. Thank you, Peter, for that.